It's weird it didn't say recording started, but it did. All right, guys, let's hit it. We're up to the uh, we're up to the mission on Daf Mem Gimel Amid Beis. The mission is on the bottom. Uh, it's not a very difficult daf today. Um, the Mishnah says a lot of halachas. It's interesting the Mishnah is here because it's a lot of halachas that like you'd think they would start the Masechta with. These are like fairly obvious halachas. The Mishnah starts off, Arba Achin, Nesu, and Arba Noshim. If you have four, men, four brothers that are married to different women, Umesu, and all the brothers die, the oldest one can, can do Yibam on all four. Obviously assuming that there's a fifth uh, son. So we just started the mission. The mission says that there are four brothers that all died, so the oldest brother can do Yibam on all four of the wives. Now, obviously that means that there's a fifth brother, because if all four died, then, then it means four of the five died. Okay. Um, one brother can do Yibam on all four wives, and we'll have to see what's the significance of four. Why not? They're not sisters. They're not. They're not related. He could have multiple wives, right? Um, now, <coughs> if you have two wives and they fall to Yibam, this is common knowledge. As long as one of them does Yibam Chalitza, the other one is free. Meaning, you don't do Yibam Chalitza to both of them. Okay, so again, these are obvious halachas that we should know by now. Then the Mishnah says on the next page, We've also had this before. If one of them is kashal kahuna, one of them is pasal kahuna. So, If you're going to do yibam, you can do yibam whichever one you want. But if you're going to do chalitza, do chalitza to the one who's pasal kahuna anyway. Why? Because as we said, we've already mentioned this halach in the past. Every time you do chalitza to someone, you make a pasal kuna. If one of them is already pasal kuna, why should you ruin the other woman? Like, the one who's already pasal kuna, do chalitza to her. What is it, you know, why, um, why damage her halachically when you have no reason, no need to do so? Okay. So the Gemara says, Arba achin If all four die, then how is the eldest brother doing ibam? Arba meyachin, it means four of the five. Okay. Then the Gemara says like this. The Gemara says, Harshus biyadik. You have permission... Lenses. You have permission to do Yibam on all four of the wives. Now the question is, why is this a good idea? For most men, they can't afford to have four wives. So why would we advise? Four brothers die, and there's one remaining. He does Yibam to all four. The question is why? We should tell him it's not a good idea. He's, gotta, he's not going to be able to afford it. So I was going to say he's wealthy. Maybe they could work. Okay. <laughs> they they didn't do that back then. It's not uh, the whole kail. It was a, it's was a, it, no. It was a reverse thing. The, the guys worked and the women stayed home. Now it's uh, the opposite. So the Gemara says Vishavkile, Why would we allow them? Vatanya. The pasuk says regarding the zikain regarding gibum. that they go to the zikain. They go to the bezdin. Hein First of all, they have to go not the shluchim. love. And the pasuk says that the zikainim talk to the yavam. Melamid shemesin la we give them advice, meaning, right, if the kid's 15 and the woman felt Yibam's in his 50s, we advise them, maybe Yibam's not for you, it's just do chalitza, it's not a, we don't want them to get divorced, you understand, we don't want, we don't want it to not be a good fit. Who's or the opposite, if he's super old and she's super young, what are you doing? <laughs> Marry someone age appropriate. Meaning, we, we don't advise, we, we don't give bad advice. You don't have fights in your house. 
So the question is, so why is it a good idea for him to have four wives if he can't afford it? So the answer is, like, Tzichadavshalei, he could afford it, he's very, very wealthy. So then the Gemara's cash is, so why four? If he's super wealthy, it should be 50, right? Like, whatever, I mean, if he could afford it, then why stop at four? Yihachi, afilu tuvanami, so why is it four? It should be more than that. Eitzatayvah kamash malon. We're advising him for don't don't take more than four wives. In general, because the mitzvah which is the mitzvah of Tashmish, is the mitzvah for Tamachachim once a week. So if you have a wife, if you have four wives, then it's once a month. But if you have more than four wives, it's it's going to be hard to mekayim the mitzvah. You know, the mitzvah Tashmita with your wife, uh, it will be infrequent for some of the wives. It's going to cause fights. So four is uh, is a good idea. More than four is it's not a more than four wives is not a good idea. Okay. Fine. Right in the Gemara. Misha Yanasoi. So we said that you do even Marchalitza to one of them and it potters the wives. The Gemara speaks out a lot of the concepts that we already know. And that is, why don't you do Yibam to both of them? Both wives. Meaning two women fall to you to Yibam. So we do Yibam to one, it potters the other. Maybe you should do Yibam to both. Then Yavim Litravayu. Maybe you should do Yibam to both of them. Stam, two wives fall to you. A man has two wives and they, he dies. They're not sisters. So you do even to both. Why why not? The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says by Chalitza that he, she, he chose not to rebuild the brother's house. You only have to build the house once, not twice. Okay. So why can't you do Chalitza to both of them? Again, he severed one house, you don't sever the house twice. Okay, so you don't do Yibam twice. You don't do Chalitza twice. So do Yibam to one and do Chalitza to the other. So the answer is, The halacha is, you only do Chalitza when Yibam is an option. And because you can't do Yibam to both, you don't do Chalitza to the second. Okay. So then the Gemara says, Void, another reason why you can't just do Yibam to one and then Chalitza to the second. We don't want people to think that you have to do Yibam and Chalitza, meaning there's no technical issue with doing Chalitza to the second wife. You did Yibam to the first, you want to do Chalitza to the second, it's unnecessary. I mean, it hurts a little bit because it makes a Apostle Kuhuna, but like, whatever. So the question is, maybe you should. The answer is, people are going to start saying that you have to do Yibam and Chalitza to both. So the Gemara said, meaning, it's not just like, oh, what does it hurt? I'm going to do it, because people are going to think that that's required. So the Gemara says, so let's say that, let them think it's required. The problem, I'll tell you outside, I'll say it inside. The problem is, if you do Chalitza, then Yibam, once you do Chalitza, there's an Iser to do Yibam. So if you do Yibam and Chalitza, people are going to get confused and say that you could do Chalitza, then Yibam. I mean, when you do Yibam to one, you could technically do Chalitza to the other, because who cares? Yeah, Kowais. Like, who, who cares? But if you, the problem is that if you do chalitza to one, then you do even to the other, there's an isa de rabot, there's an isa de rais, there's a lav. Once you do chalitza to one, ashaloyev nabayis, you chose not to build the house, you're not allowed to build the house at all. So if you do chalitza to the first, then even to the second, that's an isa de raisa. So we don't allow you to do even to the first, then chalitza to the second, because you might go the other way. Just lowering the heat for a second. Yeah. Lowering the heat for a second. Are 
No, 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 no. You do yibum to one, and you pot to the other. The Gemara just wants to know why. What's the source? I don't know. Maybe you should do yibum to both. I don't know. I, I, this is all weird. <laughs> You're marrying your sister-in-law. I don't, I don't know what the. I don't, I don't know what should be. So the Gemara is saying you can't do yibum to both. You can't do chalitza to both. So maybe you should do yibum and then chalitza. The Gemara says no, because then people are going to think you have to. The Gemara says so what? The answer is because if you do chalitza then yibum, it's also deraisa, right? Once you do chalitza to one, then the co-wife is off limits. So so that, that you can't allow them yibum then chalitza because you might do chalitza then yibum. So the Gemara says. Okay. Then the Gemara says like this. Maybe when there's two co-wives, there's no mitzvah of Yibam. Maybe there's no Yibam when there's two co-wives. Maybe there's only Yibam when there's one. So the Gemara says no. Meaning, how do you know there's Yibam when there's two co-wives? The Gemara says, because then Saras Erva does Rachman Alamali. Then why is there a whole parsha in the Torah of Tsaras Erva? Tsaras Erva means that there's two co-wives and one of them is an Erva. If there's no Yibam when there's two wives, then obviously you don't need a Pasuk to tell you co- co-wife is, you know. So the Gemara says, that's not so fair. Maybe it's different because maybe when maybe there is no mitzvah when there's two wives. So then I, why do you need a Pasuk to tell you that one of the one of them is an erva, you don't do Yibam? If you don't do Yibam when there's two wives in general, you definitely don't do Yibam when one of them is an erva. The answer is when one of them is an erva, you could think it's like she doesn't count. Maybe you should do Yibam. Okay. Um, Ella, so how do you know that there's Yibam when there's two wives? Yivimta, Yivimta, Riba. It says Yivimta twice. To tell you there's a mitzvah of Yibam when there's one wife and there's a mitzvah of Yibam when there's two wives. Okay. Ha'isa'achas kashera. Then the Gemara said, the Mishnah said that if one of them is Pasal Kuhuna anyway and you're going to do Chalitza, do the Chalitza to the one that's Pasal Kuhuna. Says the Gemara, Amr of Yosef. Kanchan, Rebbe, Rebbe learned from here, Rebbe taught here, You shouldn't pour out water when other people need it. Meaning, you shouldn't just be wasteful. When one of them is Paslakuna anyway, and you're going to choose to do Chalitza, and you Chalitza to the other one, that's being wasteful. Because you're making women ineligible for no reason. Do Chalitza to the one who's Pasl. It's just smarter. You understand? It's not, it's not being wasteful. <coughs> okay. Fine. New Sugya, new Mishnah. Alright. The Mishnah says like this. Hamachzer Gerushasai. The Mishnah is now going to be discussing, there's a Machlekes Hanayim, what makes a Mamzer. It's a three-way Machlekes, but the Mishnah is going to be focusing on two Shitas. One is Rav Shimon HaTimani and Rav Akiva. Rav Akiva Shita is, every Chayvei Lavin, every Lo Sasei in the Torah makes a Mamzer. That's Rav Akiva Shita. We don't pass them that way, we pass them like Shimon Atimani, which is the Chachamim, that it needs to be Chayv Karis. Chayv Karis are worse. Rabbi Yeshua Shita is only Chayv Misas Bezdin, but we, we, that's not uh, going to be addressed in the Mishnah, it's going to be addressed in the Gemara. So the Mishnah says like this Hamachsa someone who remarries his wife Be'isar, which means she married someone in between. So you, you're married, divorced, you marry someone else, then you take her back, which is a low sase. You're not allowed to do that. So you did a low sase. 
then or Hanoisa Chalutsasa, or you marry a woman you did Chalitza to, also a Losase. Hanosa Krovas Chalutsasa, or you marry the relatives of the woman you did Chalitza, which by the way, that's actually not a Losase, that's a rabbinic prohibition. So that's one that, that's the one that doesn't belong. That's a inisidar abonum. Okay. So the halacha is with all of these people, Yaitse, you have to get divorced. Vlad Mamzer, and the child is such a union, is a Mamzer. Now, obviously, the one that doesn't belong is the relatives of the Chalutza, because the relatives of the Chalutza is an Issa Durabonon. Everyone else is a Losase, that's a Losase Durabonon. So, why does that make a Mamzer? That will be the Gemara's first question. Then the Mishnah says, That does not make a Mamzer. A Mamzer is made from Chaivi Krisis, not from a Chaivi Lavin. But they agree that if you marry the relatives of a woman you divorced, meaning you got married, then you divorced her, and then you married her mother, that is an Isser Doraisa, that is Chayvik Karis, meaning divorce does not sever those Chayvik Krisis. All those women that were Chayvik Karis when you're married to the wife are still Chayvik Karis when you divorce your wife. So everyone agrees that if you marry a woman who's the relative of your divorcee, because they have a lot mamzer. Everyone agrees that it's a mamzer because it's chayvik krisis. Okay. So the question the Gemara is going to have until the end of the Ahmed. My eyes just don't work in the morning. So the Gemara wants to know why is it that kroibas chalutzasai makes a mamzer according to Rav Akiva when it's only a rabbinic prohibition? That's the Gemara's kasha. So the Gemara says v'savar Rav Akiva noisa kroibas chalutzasai have a lot mamzer. Does Rav Akiva hold that if you marry the relative of the woman you did chalitza, that the child is a mamzer? Is that true? Vam reish lakish, but didn't reish lakish teach. Kan shana Rebbe, Rebbe taught. Achas grusha, achos grusha midivri tari, achos chalitza midivri seifrim. The relative of a woman who did chalitza is only in Issa Darabonon. If it's only in Issa Darabonon, why is it a mamzer? So the Gemara's first attempt is going to be take out the word achos galutzaso and put in... Um, Krovas uh, Gurushasa, meaning take out the word um, relative of the woman you did Chalitza, which is a rabbinic prohibition, and put in relative of the woman you divorced, which is Chayvei Karis. So we're replacing um, relative of the woman you did Chalitza, which is an Isidara Bonon, to relative of woman you divorced, which is Chayvei Krisis, which doesn't, it doesn't really work in the list. Yeah, I know, but that's the Gemara's attempt. The Gemara says, Tani Krovas Gurushasa. So replace it with relative of a woman you divorced. And the Gemara says, I'll prove it to you. Why? Because what does the Mishnah end off? The Mishnah says, everybody agrees that if you marry Kroivas um, Karushaso, it's Chayvei Krisis. You see, it works in the Mishnah. So the Mishnah said it at first, and then it says, everyone agrees to that. Hachanam Mistabra makes sense. Why? Tani Seva, because the end of the Mishnah says, Umoidim binoisei Kroivas Karushaso. The Mishnah ends off by saying that everyone agrees that if you marry the relative of the woman you divorce, Shavlad Mamzer. Why are you mentioning that? I mean, basically, the end of the Mishnah is that everyone agrees that if it's Chayvei Krisus, it's a Mamzer. Why do you have to pick that? You could say, everyone agrees, if you live with your mother, it's Chayvei Krisus. Why do you have to say, Kroivas Gerushaso? It must be, because it was already mentioned at the beginning of the Mishnah, which if you change the Girsa makes sense, you understand? And if you change the Girsa from a Kroivas Chalutzasa to Kroivas Gerushaso, then it makes sense why Gerushaso is in the end of the Mishnah. If it was already mentioned in the beginning of the mission, that's why it makes sense it's listed at the end. But if it's actually not mentioned at the beginning of the Mishnah, 
meaning then it's only talking about Kroivas Chalutsaso, then Mayu Maidim, what is it being brought up here? So the Gemara says, Perhaps the Mishnah is just teaching us what we thought the Mishnah was teaching, which is that everyone agrees that if it's Chavi Krisus, that there's a Mamzer. So maybe the reason why it's mentioned is just purely for that teaching. So the Gemara says, but wait a minute, I already know this because it says in the next Mishnah, Ezu Mamzer, what's a Mamzer? Kol Shar Basar Shubala Yavai, the Rebbe Kiva Kiva says, All Chavi Lav, and Roshiman Atimani, Amir Kol Shachai Lav Karis Bidishamai. Roshiman Atimani says, All Chavi Krisa. So why does the Mishnah have to say this at the end that if you marry Kroivas Gerushasai, that it's a Mamzer? I already know that, according to Roshiman Atimani, it's a Mamzer. So why is it mentioned? So it must be, it's mentioned because it was mentioned at the beginning of the Mishnah, because we changed the Gersa. The Gemara says, Perhaps it was not mentioned at the beginning of the Mishnah, and the Mishnah is just mentioning it because it wants to tell you that the we paskin like Rav Shimon Atimani that it's Chayvei Krisus. Again, it's just a chashbin if you just follow along. So the Gemara says no. I'll, I'll tell you why. If the purpose of the Mishnah at the end of the Mishnah is just to tell you that if it's Chayvei Krisus, we paskin that it's a mamzer. Why do you have to pick that example of chayvik krisis? You could pick living with your sister, living with your mother, and any other chayvik krisis. Why does it have to be krevis gerushasa? It must be because krevis gerushasa was mentioned in the beginning of the Mishnah because we changed the girsa. So the Gemara says, El Shmami na Ayriba. The Gemara says, No, perhaps it was never mentioned in the beginning of the Mishnah. Really go with our original girsa, which is that Rabbi Kiva holds that if you marry the relative of a chalutza, it's a mamzer for whatever reason. I so then why does the Mishnah at the end mention the relative of a grusha as an example? Pick any other one. What's the first example in our Mishnah of a lav? What's the first first two words in the Mishnah? Hamasa grushasa. It talks about marrying your divorcee. So it mentions divorcee at the end. I Meaning you don't have to change the girsa to make it flow. It says grushosa twice in the Mishnah. That, that's the flow. You, know, you don't have to change the girsa. It, it could work even without a girsa change. So back to the original point, which is, Rav Akiva holds, what makes a mamzer is chavei lavin. But he adds in the list, if you marry the relative of a chalutza, even though that's only rabbinic prohibition. If that's a rabbinic prohibition, why does it make a mamzer? Right? You need a lav. It's rabbinic. The answer is, Rav Kiva holds that Kroivas Chalutzase makes a mamzer. Even though it's only Derabonon, Chazal made it, that it has the status of a derais, and they made a mamzer. The Gemara says, Rather, you go, you know, it's one of the most, one of those things where it's like, it, like it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's a duck, right? The most obvious thing is a duck. So, Meaning the most obvious thing, it says in the Mishnah that Rabbi Kiva holds that if you marry the relative of a chalutza, it makes a mamzer. So we tried to like change girsa. Don't change the girsa. Leave it as is. He holds the Chazal treated the relative of a chalutza like the relative of any divorcee, and then makes a mamzer. How do I know this? What's Rav Kiva's source that it makes a mamzer? The pasuk says base the house of the woman who he did chalitza, meaning that when a woman's do chalitza, it's called bias, meaning it's like a divorce. And the same way the relative of a divorcee makes a mamzer, the relative of a chalitza also makes a mamzer. Chazal treated it that way. Okay, fine. Now from here until the end of the Mishnah, to the end of the daf, is just a flow. 
which are probably hard to follow, but it's easier for me to teach because it's just, there's no cash, it's just boom, 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 boom. So here, here's the deal. We had a machloikas between Rav Shimon Atimani and, and Rav Akiva. What makes a mamzer? Rav Akiva holds a lav. Rav Shimon Atimani says, no, you need a chayvi karis. It says the Gemara, Am Rav Shimon Berebi Everyone agrees that if you remarry, go to the next page, you remarry your divorcee, which is a chayvi lavin. Everyone agrees, have lad pogum lekahuna. Everyone agrees the child, while it may not be a mamzer according to some, everyone agrees she can't marry a kain. So, you remarry your divorcee, which is a chayve lavin. So, according to Rebekiva, the child is a mamzer. We paskin. After she married someone else. So, Rebekiva holds the child's a mamzer. The Rabbanon feel that it's not a mamzer, but it's a begam lekahuna, she can't marry a kain. So, everyone agrees she's, she's pas lekahuna. How do I know this? Man hakolmaidim. Who agrees? So Shimonati Mani Pashas, right? Shimonati Mani, who holds that it's not a mamzer because he holds that a mamzer is chayvi krisus. So although it's not a mamzer, it's pasul kuhuna. Da'af agav the Amr Shimonati Mani. Ain mamzer mechayvi lavin. Even though Shimonati Mani holds that it's not a mamzer, nehi de mamzer loy have have. Although it's not a mamzer, it is pasul kuhuna. Now, what's his source? What's the source that if you remarry your divorcee, she's pasal kahuna? The Gemara says, well, kavachaymer me almana. Just like an almana to a kain gadol, right? If a kain gadol marries an almana, what happens? So the woman becomes a halala, and the child becomes a chala. The child's pasal kahuna. So, meaning if the son's a kain, he's not a kain anymore. He's pasal kahuna. So if almana le kain gadol, which doesn't apply to everyone, right? It only applies to kain gadol, still makes a pasal kahuna. So in remarrying your divorcee, which is a universal iser, kavachaymer, it makes a posle kahuna. So we're learning out the psul kahuna, that again, if you remarry your divorcee, it's posle kahuna, it's learned out from an almana to a kain gadol. Ma almana le kain gadol, she'en isur shavabakol, just like an almana le kain gadol. Which iser is not universal, meaning it only applies to an almana to a kain gadol. I can marry an almana, you can marry an almana, it's not a problem. Yet, binapogum, the child is disqualified. Zushi Sura Shavabakal, then remarrying your divorcee, which is a universal iser. Of course the child's Pasla Kahuna. So it's learned out from an Almanalakain Gadal. Fine. The Gemara has three problems with this. Again, we're saying that if you remarry divorcee, the child's Pasla Kahuna, and it's learned out from an Almanalakain Gadal. The Gemara has three objections. Number one. First of all, the Almana, when she marries the Kayin Gadol, she becomes a Chalala. She becomes disqualified. She becomes Pasal Kahuna. When you remarry your divorcee, she's not Pasal Kahuna. Only the child is, potentially. So, first of all, the comparison is not strong because in Almana Kayin Gadol, the woman herself becomes Pasal Kahuna, which is not the case by um, remarrying your divorcee. That's question number one. Void, another one, it says regarding remarrying your divorcee, he ta'eva, she is an abomination. The implication is, the children are not. Right? It's, she is, as opposed to, meaning her children are not. So that's question number two. The Pusik sort of implies that the children are not puzzle. Void and the third one. Now the third one's a little tricky, just follow, follow along carefully. Look at the words of the Brysa. The Brysa says, Tanya, Hamas, Grushasa, if you remarry your divorcee, and Rav holds that the Kedushin is not typhus, and it's not a valid marriage. And therefore you don't have to divorce her, because Rav holds that Chavi Lavin is a mamzer, and therefore it was never a marriage. You don't need a divorce, you can just leave. He psula, she is puzzle. Vlad Her children are puzzle. 
That makes sense. According to Rabbi Kiva, of course they're possible because it's a mamza. But what did the Rabbanon say about this, about remarrying a divorcee? He ksher of ladakshir. She is kosher and the kids are kosher. Oh, so you see the children are kosher. So how could you say Apostle It says they're kosher. So we're going to attempt to address this answer first, this question first. So the Gemara says when it says they're kosher, there's two options. Either it means the kosher kahuna, not like what we're saying, or they're not kosher kahuna, but they're, they're non-mamzerim. Kosher could just be non-mamzer. We're assuming kosher means kosher kahuna, and it's not like what we're saying. The Gemara says, Laman, so we're trying to figure out when it says that her children are, are kosher, kosher to what? So it could be two things. It could be kosher lakuna, or it could be kosher to, to marry any person, non-mamzer. Well, it says that she's kosher. She's definitely kosher. What are her options? She's definitely kosher. She's not a mamzer. She, she, she was never born a mamzer. So when it says she's kosher, it means she's kosher lakuna. So if she's kosher lakuna, it means the kids are kosher lakuna. So you see the brisa clearly states the kids are kosher lakuna. So the Gemara says no. The answer is no. When it says she's kosher, it means kosher non-mamzer. When it says the kids are kosher, it means kosher... When, I'm sorry, when it says that she's kosher, it means kosher lakuna. When it, means, when it says the kids are kosher... It means kosher non mamzerim, but pasul kahuna. So when it says that she's kosher and her kids are kosher, they're not in this kosher in the same way. She's kosher as in she's kosher lakuna. The kids are kosher that the kids are non mamzerim. And when it says she and her children are kosher, they're not kosher the same way. Okay. So it could be the children are taka pasul kahuna, and when it says they're kosher, it means kosher as in non mamzerim. I when she's kosher means kosher lakuna. So she and her kids are not the same. I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. When Rebekiva said that she and her children are puzzle, what is she puzzle to? What is she puzzle to? She, she, she's you remarry your divorcee, so Rebekiva said she's puzzle. She's not a mamzer. What are her kids puzzled to? According to Rebekiva Mamzer. So when it says she's puzzled and her kids are puzzled, they're not the same, puzzled to the same. Because she's puzzled to her kids are puzzled to Mamzer. So if Rebekiva, you're willing to say that, so too when the Rabbanon say she and her children are kosher, she's kosher lakuna. Her children are kosher lakal, but puzzled lakuna. It makes sense. Let's address the second question. Again, we wanted to say that if you remarry your divorcee, the children are pasal kuna. We had a couple problems. We just addressed the third. The second one was it says regarding remarrying your divorcee, he tayeva. The implication is she's an abomination, but not her kids. So what do you do with that? So the Gemara says he tayeva in sarasa tayeva avobenel tayeva. You know what it means when it says she's an abomination? It's not to exclude her children. Her children are also abominations because they're pasal kuna. So what does it mean she's an abomination as opposed to as opposed to her co-wife? Meaning. If her co-wife and her fall to Yivam, you could do Yivam on the co-wife. Okay. So there's no proof. Her children are talk abominations. So when it says she's an abomination, it's not to exclude her kids, it's to exclude her co-wife. You would do Yivam on the co-wife, according to this opinion. The last one. El kasha, The Gemara says, though, the problem is the first kasha. The first kasha, we have no way of answering. What's the kasha? You're comparing remarrying your divorcee 
that she, the kids are possible. Kahuna learned that from what? Almana l'kayin gadol. But Almana, the second she loses the kayin, she's possible. She becomes possible kahuna. Remarrying a divorcee is not possible kahuna, so it's not comparable. You understand? Meaning an almana l'kayin gadol makes kids that are possible kahuna because she becomes possible kahuna when she lives with the kayin gadol. But when you remarry a divorcee, she's not possible kahuna. So it's not it's not comparable. So the says you're right. And we'll end with this. Eliyat marhachi et marav. This is what you have to say. I'm Rav Yosef from Mershim Berebi. I call Maidim Ba Chavi Krisus Shavlad Pogam. Everyone agrees that if you live with Chavi Krisus, that the child is possible Kahuna. Meaning, you live with uh, you live with a woman who's Chavi Krisus, uh, sister, mother, whatever it is. Yeah, Nida. No, no, Nida doesn't make a mamzer. Nida is the one Chavi Krisus that doesn't make a mamzer. Um, it's actually a very, very uh, important thing to remember because a lot of people that aren't from the the the, the, the unions of Anida, because the parents didn't go to the mikvah, doesn't make a mamzer. It's the only chayvikris that doesn't make a mamzer. We live with a woman who's chayvikris, a mother-in-law. Yeah. So the halacha is, what, what's the child? So according to Rabbi Kiva, mamzer. According to Shimon Atenmani, mamzer. Rabbi Yeshua holds it's not a mamzer unless it's chayvimisa. But says the Brisa, even Rabbi Yeshua who holds that if you live with chayvikris, it's not a mamzer. It's pasul kahuna. And now it's comparable. Why? And it's learned that from Amal Kayin Gadol. Because according, when you live with a woman who's Chavi Krisus, not only does the kid become Pasal Kahuna, she becomes Pasal Kahuna also. Right? Right? Kayin is not allowed to marry, right? Isha Zainab Chalala Yikacho. The way to remember that is Azulai. The Chidah's last name was Azulai. Azulai spells out. Aleph Isha Vizainab Chalala Yikacho. That was, you picked that as a last name because. Uh, he had to do it. Yeah, he was a kind. They had to, for census purposes, they asked him to take a last name, so he took Isha v'zaynavel halayikahu azulai. So, um, what's a zayna? A zayna doesn't mean, I'm not going to translate it, because uh, people here, but uh, a zayna doesn't mean what people call zayna. A zayna is a woman who lived with a union that's in Isra Daraisa. So, so if this woman, if you live with a woman who's Chavi Krisa, she becomes a zayna. She's Pasal Kahuna. So her kids are also Pasal Kahuna. So the Gemara says, Everybody agrees. That he lived with the Chavi Krisus. Even Rabbi Yeshua who holds it's not a Mamzer because it's not Chavi Misas Bezdin because it's not get the death penalty. Still it's Pasal Kahuna. Even though Rabbi Yeshua says, There's no Mamzer from Chavi Krisus. To make Chavi Krisus you need Misas Bezdin, but still Havlad Pogum. Still the child, while the child's not a Mamzer according to Rabbi Yeshua, he's Pasal Kahuna. Meaning if it's a girl. Can't marry kind. What's the source? Just like the child is Paslakuna, and that's not a universal iser. It only applies to Amana Kain Gadol. So. If you're living with Chavi Krisus, which is a universal iser, of course it's Pasal Kahuna, the child is Pasal Kahuna. And this is now comparable to an Almana, because while an Almana, right? Almana lives the Kain Gadol, she becomes Pasal Kahuna, and her child is Pasal Kahuna. You live with Chavi Krisus, she becomes Pasal Kahuna, Zaina. Her child is also Pasal Kahuna, therefore it is comparable. All right, we will stop here and pick it up tomorrow, Bezashem. Yeah,